check on my mental health, who check on my kids, who who want to link up, who want to travel together, like, hey, man, we ain't seen each other in a minute. We trying to link up. Like, I'm such in a different space right now. It's like, I need to take care of that world because this world that I'm in now is why I'm so motivated to be me. It's hot. Can't breathe sometimes. Yeah, just, man, just people got to just learn to take care of themselves, man. It's all about Man, I mean, just man, hate hygiene, man. That's how I feel when it comes to this shit. I just feel like you just got to start being more clean. I mean, it's the simplest shit of, like, do your regular shit. Mm. You go to the bathroom, wash your motherfucking hands. Like, <laughs> 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 like what are we doing, yo? Man. So I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Being on a military base, just life just different. They take everything... Everything is serious, bro. Everything. So yeah. imagine somebody catch COVID, bro. They have a safety meeting about it. Then they sit down and they everybody got to get tested. Like it's every other week, bro. It seems like you ready to get out of there. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, when when me, it come to that? Yeah, give me what you want. <laughs> yeah, hey. <laughs> Give me that money, y'all. That's why I took it. They overpaid me to come out of here, shit. Shit, that's what's up, man. Uh yeah, trying to caught a promotion. That's why I was like, oh, I'm good. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Landover Legend, aka Big T, and this is another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. Uh I appreciate my guest for joining me today. I know he's uh fresh off the gig and you know, decided to uh give this uh interview a shot and uh again i appreciate you coming on man mr dale p man for sure for sure man i actually appreciate it. it's been a long time we should have been recording i just took a break man i don't know these last three months has just been wild in the podcast world so i just <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know i had, I had to fall back for a minute and get my shit Mentality is, is important, man. Mental health is very important. Man, you got that right, man. So uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience? Oh, man, for those that don't know, I am Del P. From the man cave with Del P. It's not crazy every time I say it because I say my name twice. <laughs> but I just make it a joke out of it. But, yeah, it's it, it was and still is based out of Houston, Texas, man. Uh, I built that platform. Simply off the fact we don't have no safe haven for men. So I built this to, to bring up and bring out uh, the perspective for men, our emotional side, where we stand on things and correct and a lot of shit that we kind of be like, yo, we really don't rock with this or we don't rock with these kind of guys. So that's where my platform come in and kind of like, we're setting the record straight. Like, that's why I say once I get back in September, like, these conversations with the men are going to be different. 
gotta we gotta gotta change the narrative on some shit, man. I ain't liking a lot of things I'm saying. So was it uh people that you were around or just conversations that was always afloat but nothing really got dialed in that that, that got you to create the man cave? Uh no, nah, to be honest, yo, I started out with my homegirl I went to college with. We did a vivid vibe thing. People can still go check that out. We did like shit, yo. I don't know. It's you just gotta go to YouTube to <laughs> check out vibe. There are so many because we recorded every Thursday for like two years straight. Worked our way up to working out of a studio, man, doing events. We did a lot of things. The pandemic just, you know, everybody had to take care of their, look after their family. And it just worked out for me on my end. I'm just good at what I do. That's how I look at it. It's like I'm as authentic as it gets, yo. Like, I'm not afraid to really just be honest. Like, if people want honesty, then you give it to them. And then it's up to you to deal with it. You know, I can't force you how you take it or accept it. I try to keep a straight path on my end. But now the pure motivation really came from, uh, I don't know, like I said, we don't have nothing. When you think about it, shout out to like Steve Ari and them. It's like, even with these men that get these platforms, they still cater to women. Mm-hmm. 90% of Steve Harvey's audience is women. <laughs> then when the dudes do ask questions, they ask these weird questions like, I'm into her and she's refusing to post me on Instagram. And I'm like, this is what we going with it? Like, it's just to me, it's still scripted, man. I don't really think there's nothing out there. I think BT started the man cave thing, but I don't think any of us men can relate to it because these are celebrities. Mm-hmm. These guys are making thousands of dollars. You can't really relate to their shit because you don't you don't feel away. But me, I'm kind of like everybody else, I'm a common guy. So it worked that way. Yeah, I mean, it worked. I got a nice little following, man. I appreciate everybody that do support me, though. Yeah, man. No doubt. I think that uh, a lot of people kind of live that uh, social media standard life. And, you know, they're not really subjective when it comes to, like, you know, reality. So now I'm basing my life based on some self-image of somebody that I see or I emulate every day you know, through conversation or whatever. It's it's trippy, but, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. And, and I don't get it. it. But it's more... That shit fall more on women, though. I feel like for us men, we don't... I ain't really met too many dudes that really care enough about the social media. I think a lot of it is more of a defense thing where we're in a weird era right now where I feel like all the generations and the genres and how we grew up are all in one pool and then somebody peed it. <laughs> like, that's how I genuinely feel. Because it's, it's just different. Like, say, for instance, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I grew up in a survey where chivalry existed then for men. Mm-hmm. Right? Nowadays, some women don't even know what that looks like when a guy's been a gentleman. He's been thirsty. He's simple. Or he's lame. Like, it's weird, man, because you don't even know how to approach women, really. Because it is a lot of fucking guys out here that's just like, I don't know, it's some weirdos, bro. That's the best word. I don't want to call them nothing outside of a weirdo. <laughs> uh, that, that's, weird. I, that's the generation I would call uh, they lead with their wallet, opposed to, you know what I'm saying, having the gift of gas, any like type of charisma. You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? 
quick to throw his money on the table than to throw his heart out there. Yeah. Which is crazy, bro. And then for me, like, I don't know, I, I struggle with in between because it's like, I, I have a saying, right? So when you're trying to get to know a woman, right, a woman equates her time to money and a man equates his money to pussy. Mm-hmm. And then now y'all at this weird standstill of who's going to do what. So for me, I'd be like, man, you know what? I got some for all this shit. How about we just take sex completely out of it? Genuinely get to know me. Let's go from there. A lot of people struggle with that because you know why? That forces you to communicate, but people always focus on that. It's more so like, what about your comprehension? I communicate all day, but if I don't comprehend what the information that you're giving me, we're going to be in the same boat. We ain't going nowhere. We're just rowing in a circle. So comprehension is more important than communication. I promise you that. I think that the lack of comprehension between man and woman um, outshines the the 10% of the population of men who actually are chivalrous and they get outshined by the 90% of, you know, fuck boys, you know? And I've had that weird shit after me where it throws me off with a situation. Like, I done talked to a couple of chicks that just dealt with chicks, and it's like, they'll go for the guy that's going to argue with them or just be sporadic, he inconsistent. And I'll look at me and be like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, I'm not going to compare myself to this guy. i just be like, go. Hmm, if that's what you want to do, like, <laughs> I know who I am. I know what I bring to the table, so I don't really compare myself to other guys. And then... It's kind of weird, and I mean, you probably understand it too, being a podcaster, where it's like with men, you know, women might not watch your podcast, but if they catch the right thing you say, it will get used against you in the court of law. Mm-hmm. So I've heard it all at this point. You're so like this on your lives, and why I can't get this in person? And in my mind, I'll be like, on some G shit. Sometimes you don't get that because you're not pulling that out of me. You hear what I'm saying? Like, I'm an intellectual dude. You have to get me here. You can't get me nowhere else. You can't get me mentally. Then you're going to struggle like a mother. Yeah, saposexuals are a rare breed, and a lot of women don't understand that. They think that, like you quoted earlier, uh, you lame or whatever because, you know what I'm saying, you got a brain, you know what I'm saying, it's sitting inside your skull, and it actually takes that, that stimulation in in order to get the, I guess, a hundred percent out of you, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if you can't, if you can't, uh, I don't want to say entertain me, but if you can't stimulate me mentally, then there's nothing going on. I'm not going to even put myself in a situation to where it's just going to be physical or just going to be a transactional relationship. I think it comes from more so on my end. It's like, I just be wanting to, let's play, let's put the table even. One, we got to redefine what the fuck a provider is. Because these cats, I don't know what these dudes doing. Providing is not just financially, bro. I don't know why dudes think that throwing your wallet on the table ain't enough, bro. I'm going to tell you that now. You can buy your woman the world, and I'm telling you it's not going to be enough because that's something that I feel like it's a checklist. It's kind of like walking. It's a part of it. But it's not everything. Mm-hmm. You know, financially taking care of your family is is dope. If you can find yourself in a position to do that, kudos. But you still have to be a safe haven. You still have to be there, you know, 
on the random days that she's just not feeling it. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's water, especially when you got kids involved. When kids are involved, it's a whole different ballgame. So it's like it's different levels of being a provider. And I and I and I push that out there all the time. Like you still have to be your lady's psychiatrist and you gotta be your lady's diary. You gotta be your lady's fucking therapist and masseuse. Like it's levels to it. And then it's like dudes get it confused. It's like, well, why would I? Why would I spend this on her if A, B, and C, right? But for me, I'm like, if I fuck with you, my money don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm not counting my, my money. I fuck with you. Like, we in this shit together. I'm going to do what I got to do. As long as you're doing what you got to do, I'm going to do what I got to do. And I tell every, I tell any goddess, you know, for your listeners, people that's going to listen now, later, years down the road, a woman that's in love with you, do anything for you. Just do your fucking job. Life be real simple. Man. But that's that's me. I'm not putting it out there for everybody else. That's me and where I view it. Because they'll be like, well, everybody's not you, Dale. And I'm like, I'm not expecting everybody to be like me. I just feel like that's what a man is from what I grew up in. It wasn't just about paying the bills. You know what I mean? I grew up in a different era. I really feel like I was born in the wrong era. You uh, was born in the 80s? 86. But I grew up. I'm going to tell you how crazy my life was. I grew up with my grandmother and then my my drug dealing uncle. Okay. So imagine that. That's why you get this. But it, it meshed well as I got older because I'm well-rounded. You know, I know how to move around the room. I know how to talk to people. I know how to care myself. I know how to handle certain type of situations. Aggressive. Like, you know... The, it just comes with it, dog. But like I said, that era just—you know—accountability was real big then. Mm-hmm. Your grandma used to make you accountable for your actions, but now you know we can't get neither side. I don't even want to place it just on women. We can't get either side to take accountability for shit. It's always what that person did just for you to respond, and it's like, at what point do we ask ourselves how do we get there? I understand this is the problem. How did we get to this problem? And then most of the time, people don't know how to express it. Or if it's expressed, it's aggressive. Or it's misunderstood, or it's misread, or there wasn't the right words used because your emotions was attacked. Like, it's a lot of it going in there, but people just got to work on themselves before they try to work on somebody else. Do you agree that we coming up in a uh, oversensitive generation? Fuck yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you got some stuff. No, nah, you good. <laughs> hey, yo, I literally was just talking about that to my, my little sisters and them yesterday, man. I was bringing up the baby thing because I didn't really know what exactly happened mm-hmm. for him to get canceled. So I'm like, yo, what really, what did he say? So they said it and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't see the issue. So then going back and like actually watching when he did it and when he said it, I was like, damn, he need a PR. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. But I, I think uh, 50 Cent said it too, man. A lot of times these, these celebrities don't realize that they're ace celebrities. So they're not familiar with being accountable for saying certain shit that they cost you money. 
So let's look at it like this if we use the baby. He's really only two years old in music. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in the game long, the Valiant came that fast. My thing is, I'm almost positive it's not the first time he said some outlandish shit at one of the shows. This is just, I have nothing against the gay community at all. But it's like the cancel culture be coming from over there and then these random people that just find ways to get offended. My thing is sometimes it's like if it don't apply, let it fly. If it if, if it didn't apply to you, like why are you tripping? I done heard people say all kinds of shit. I just be like, it ain't that serious, bro. It's not. I don't feel like what he did, what he said was that serious. Then you got that, you got this. Now that little Nas X video was a little bit extreme, bro. <laughs> now I'm not going. I don't think there's ever been a woman video that's that outlandish and i feel like at this point that kid sold his soul that's just how i feel or book because it's like they like well look is this and the third i said no the label's paying for this shit his record label is paying for this this is why things are getting green lighted it's not him there's a machine behind this kid you think people really just Nobody that I can walk across and give me a little Nas quote off of music. And I'm a hip-hop head. I listen, like, I don't like rap, like, rap. That's why I'm so attached to battle rap, because it's like the creativity over there, the acapella over there, the fact you got to remember your shit after another day and just talk to you crazy. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, I just differ over here with that. It's just, uh, yeah, we got too sensitive. You shouldn't get an award for participation. I never kept none of that shit as a kid. It had happened when we got to like middle school, I think, where it was like you were doing a show and it was like you get a participation piece of paper. It's like, but we lost. Hmm. Why Why am I getting an award for losing? Which means you're teaching the world that, that that's why this generation don't know how to fucking lose. They creative as shit, don't get me wrong. Creative as hell. They own their shit, everyone trying to own their own business, own their own company. But the problem with that is, this is why it's important to go pay attention in school. Because then it's like, yeah, you know how to be an entrepreneur, but none of y'all know how to get your paperwork right. You just know how to get money. You don't know how to keep it. Mm-hmm. So. And not everybody can be well-rounded. You know what I'm saying? I, um, The way I came up, I... I, I I've seen and done it all by the time I was 17. Going to the club was boring to me when I was 20. You know what I'm saying? So right. I had to I had to leave my hometown. I had to go travel to have some new experiences and get new feelings and stuff like that. But it also showed me that it's more to life than what you see on TV. You know, when it comes to recognizing people, the way they act, the way they respond to stuff, it's not... It's not simple with saying it's hello or goodbye or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot more to it. And, and as far as, you know, anybody who's in the game, whenever you take money from, you know, these big corporations, they control you. Yeah, it comes with a cost. Yeah. And, so, go ahead. And it, and it, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say that, uh, you know, it they when it comes to, maintaining the public image you are that puppet on that string so you know anything can get your strings cut and it's not like they gonna care and at the end and at the end no matter what happens you still owe that debt 
especially if you take that upfront money. Right, right. And and you know what, dude, I'm telling you, when I say I do my homework, I do my homework. So I just listen to a lot of how these artists, and I tell people as podcasters, yo, we're, we're just like rappers or in this music industry. We're the same. Be mindful of your content. Like a lot of people are pissed off with me because I took the route where I don't give Apple or Spotify or iHeart my content. Mm-hmm. Oh, that doesn't make you a real podcaster, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, no, I'm really spinning a block. I literally had a TV show. Like, I had an audience that I had to perform in front of weekly. Like, I did all this shit that y'all trying to get to. I just see what's going on, and I'm aware of where the money's fit to come from. So I'm going to go this way. You don't have to follow me, which, which did happen. Mm-hmm. But it's more so like, just because you can't find yourself on Apple and all this other shit, and it's like, oh, well, I'm this number here, and I'm this number there, and I'm steady like, but they're getting paid off you. Yeah. What are you getting? You're not getting 10%. You're not getting 5%. You're giving away your content for free. So what happens is they tell you that, oh, I got 10,000 followers. This is why you should sign me. No, I'm dope as shit. This is why you should sign me. And if you, you believe in me, you don't want to keep going my way. But if a company comes to me tomorrow, I have the upper hand because they came to me. I didn't go to the to the to the exec to knock on their fucking door. You came to me. One of your interns found me and said, hey, let's do this. So not a ball in my court. You know what I do then? Everything's a negotiation in life. I tell people this all the time. Even your job, stop thinking that you can't negotiate your contract with your job. Your job literally offers you the bare fucking minimum for your job, for what you do, and you just sign. Because you're like, man, I need a job, I need this money. At that moment, Read these fucking contracts, bro. They underpaying you. So if you go through a tip agency, they're paying you $15 an hour. The job is making 20 plus off of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? Like, the best example I can give is this stock market shit that all the black people, our culture wants to get on top of now. But you're <laughs> charging the next man for information. What are we doing? This is why we ain't going to be able, this is why we'll never get back to the top. Me, if I know something, I'm going to put you on game. Like, all right, yo, I just invested this much stock into something. Shit been going up, da 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 I'll be calling my people. Hey, jump on this. Or I'll front it. Hey, I'm going to throw the 100 in there, pay me back later on, but jump into this shit right now. I just had a homegirl make 12000 off of that shit. Wilding. That shit crazy. I didn't ask up for shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are we doing, bro? Crabs in a bucket. Y'all not tired of that shit? Crowd on top of each other and all falling down to the bottom. Y'all not tired? Take a lot of energy to bring a motherfucker down, bro. That means somebody living room free in your head. That's the thing that kills me. It's like if, if somebody's driving in their own lane, right, and it's not affecting you whatsoever, what difference does it make to the, to the direction they take in? I, you know what? I never understood that. It's almost like the person in the backseat telling you how to drive. <laughs> like, I just feel like if you wanted to drive, you should have drove other than that shit. Dress up. Like, this is what it is. And, and it's more so like, I get caught an asshole 90% of the time, and I'm like, am I an asshole? Or I'm just being honest. Because you don't want to get your feelings hurt. 
The truth is the truth. That's where it comes from. That's like that's really one of the main reasons I was just like the tour thing, right? Let's let's bring that up. Mm-hmm. Me doing the tour. It's not my first one. It's not my second one. It's my third one. But people don't do their homework on me. So you feel like I'm just this random guy doing random shit. No, I've been at this for five years. I've critiqued it. I've, I've figured it out to make money on the back end of so many things. Mm-hmm. So where I'm like, I'm not worried about this. Or I'm not worried about that. I don't have to worry about this or that because I'm smart about it. But the problem is, why are you worried about how I do it? Worried about why I'm doing it? It's that simple. Why would I, if I was to be able to sit in a room with Jay-Z or a Yo Gotti or Obama, there's questions I would love to ask them. I don't give a shit about your fame, money. Hey, Obama, like, what, what mental mindset put you in place to feel like, man, I want to be the president of the United States? I want to know where your mind was from being homeless to having nothing to becoming the president of the United States. Yo, you know what kind of work ethic? You have to have the drive that man got. Jay-Z, I, his mindset was, I want to be a billionaire. You know how long it took that man to be a billionaire? <laughs> a lot longer than he thought, I bet. I, exactly. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, I latch on to stuff like that, and I be like, man, one of the things I learned about Jay-Z, he tunes out the shit around him and takes care of the shit in front of him. Don't entertain everything. Everything doesn't need a response. Sit back and get this money. You can't bring everybody with you. If you do look out for certain people, at some point, you got to stop taking care of them. You know what I mean? And it's like we so in tune with let's bring each other up that you forget to watch the person that's going to bring you down. You look at the Michael Vicks. You got Michael Vick that came down, Vince Young that got brought down, and this is his circle. But because the wrong people around you, you're the company you keep, man. It's very important to pay attention to your circle. Very important. Your circle reflects who you are. But people don't, again, accountability. I am accountable, like me as a podcaster, right? With, you know, what's your purpose? So being, first of all, thank you for being the first one to do this with me anyway. Wanted to put that out there. You literally are the first stop. <laughs> so, you know, we definitely got to work again, which I plan on doing sometime. We'll, we'll get into it. Uh, no doubt. Tuesday for sure, for sure. Um, it's me coming in and, and giving you guys reconfidence and being like, hey, you can do this. Stop being afraid to collab with people. Collaboration and podcasting is how you become successful. You can't do it by yourself. This, this, that, that podcast is not made like that. It's not made for that. It's literally built for us to collab. Just People don't want to take the time out to learn your guests. And as a guest, learn who, you, who you're going to do the show with. And then bring the right energy. If you're uncomfortable with certain things, or you're not comfortable being on camera, or you're not in the right mindset, hey, man, let's, let's walk it out, talk about that. So my question to you, Big T, is like, what made you podcast? Why did you do it? And why are you still doing it? I actually, uh, about six years ago, uh, I used to work for FedEx. And I realized what my boss was making opposed to what he was paying me. 
and I realized that I I no longer want to work for somebody else and make them rich. Facts. You, you know what I'm saying? So compared to what I was making, I was making maybe five to seven percent compared to what he was bringing in weekly. So you know, I said I gotta I gotta work for myself. And then I saw this podcast about three years ago. Uh, two friends having conversations about everyday shit, and it didn't look like work to them. And I said, I want to do that. That's what I want. And watching them grow just from them being themselves and building an audience and becoming one of the, the largest uh, Patreon subscribers uh, count in history so far, it's just like something I could do. And it's right up my alley. So last year during the pause, I finally stopped talking about it and I did it. And here we are today. That's good shit. So where with you and, and where you are today, where do you want your podcast to go? What are you looking for when you do these warning ones and you do take these guests in? What makes you pick certain guests? I'm I'm picking somebody who they have a message that they're preaching to the world or they have a skill that they, you know, that isn't being highlighted by the, by the masses or they doing a certain thing that I believe that needs to be brought to a platform that people can reach it and take that information in, whether it could be about mental health, whether it could be about education or certain skills. And hopefully that'll start a conversation to make a change because I'm tired of seeing everyone being cogs in the machine. I want to see more individuals. I want to see people stop complaining about a job and get out there and create their own That's you know, a fact. opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if for a new podcaster, what would be the advice you give them? Honestly, just just try. It doesn't matter what the first set looks like. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. Try. And then once you put that content out there, you do it again. However, whatever frequency you want to release it, just keep going. Because you'll see the progression. You'll see the the quality get better. And once people start noticing, it'll give you a little assurance that you're moving in the right direction. And like you said, collaboration helps, you know, because people will give you information and give you tips to help you become better. And the next thing you know, you're in a different circle. You know what I'm saying? Of not just a mindset, but also people. I had a, a guest on here last week, LeBaron Burton. He's the CEO of uh, Burton Equity Group. He's also, uh, he owns a company called Popcorn World. Uh, one of the one of the companies out there that's independent that's going up against like Oval Red and Baca when it comes to the popcorn game. He told me, yeah, he told me that if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to change rooms because there's no growth. You know what I'm saying? No, you only get dumb. Yeah. That's just real shit. That's why I literally have like five saying, one of them definitely is there's five billionaires or millionaires in the room. I'm the sixth one. What you think gonna happen? But the problem is you want to get in the room with these billionaires and millionaires, and you want them to give you the money. No, go get the game. Because y'all not all playing the same game. That'd be the thing. You can't go play quarter games with dimes. It just don't work like that. There's no way you could take 
Chuck E. Cheese coins to Dave and Buster's and use those coins for those cards. <laughs> but that's what we want. He got it, so I'm gonna be mad at him. Why? What does it do? I ask people that all the time. How much did you get paid off of being there? Off of doing that? How much money did you make? Zero. Lost a lot of energy. It's a saying too. It literally costs your your muscles zero percent to smile. You don't lose no energy by smiling, laughing, nothing. You lose a lot of energy when you're aggressive, you're angry, you're upset. Think about it. You ever just went off and then you was tired after you went off? Man. But when you're laughing and joking and shit, you energize, you want to have fun some more. You want to do certain things some more. It's not saying, um, how I put it? Okay, I used to get told all the time about, hey, everybody not like you. And my thing is, I'm not trying to get everybody to be like me. I'm just trying to get people, to, I'm trying to motivate people to get like, understand that life is simple. It's black and white. Either you want to do it or you don't. You want to get up and pay your bills or you don't. You want to get up and talk to that girl every day for the rest of your life or you don't. It's simple. But we complicate things because you're trying to control the outcome. Always remember, you never control how you fucking got here. So why are you trying to control anything else? Somebody else created you. You had no control over that. You're not bitching about that. But here it is. Life is in your hands. And you don't really want to take control of it. You don't want to take accountability. You don't want to do A, B, C, D to get to here. You want somebody to do it for you. Or why is it that this person doing that? Then go figure that out. Go ask that person. I'm not afraid. That's, I'm telling you, one of the most important things, bro, it's no such thing as a dumb question. That's why I know so much shit. Because I ask questions. No matter what I'm doing. It could be with my kids, mother. I want to know why you made this decision. So guess what? Life repeats itself at least six times. How many times you find yourself doing the same shit? And like, God damn. And it'd be like two years later, but you felt like you grew and you changed. But you literally have the same mentality that you thought you didn't have until that decision repeated itself. Then when, you're like, oh shit. When it comes to relationships, I don't pe- repeat the same mistakes, you know, but I definitely I, do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I mean, know. Wouldn't you consider that a, a trait more than, you know, a mistake? Uh, I do not believe in mistakes. I don't. I feel like a lot of times I'm a real strategic person. So for me, a lot of times if I make a decision or I'm making a certain move, I don't give a fuck about the outcome. Because it's a learning lesson, regardless of how you look at it. You know, I don't really even talk about relationships. I feel like when man can't come back, that's definitely going to change. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's because of the feed, the feedback. But it's not me knowing everything. It's one of those things like we got to learn to start dating people that match our, our mental potential. Not mm-hmm. physical. Your mental potential or where you want to go in life. Majority of the time, 
a woman would support a man's dreams, goals, whatever. That's like if I found the, the right woman, right? Just say her financials fucking straight. I really want to do this podcast thing fully. Like I love it. That woman will back you. You know that? Mm-hmm. Now she might not know how the backlash that comes from it. But that's where you still come in as a man and your business. You always, always protect your woman. Always. There's no way around that. It's like when you're walking on the street, you walk on the left side or the right side. And people are like, what do you mean? Do you walk on the side where the car's coming? Or do you walk on the side where the car's not coming? I tell my nieces and, and people, women that all the time, pay attention to what side they walk. Side this man walk on you with. Why? <laughs> okay. Chivalry. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine if it's a rain puddle there. It's more likely you'll get wet before she does. I done came out my jacket multiple times because it's raining. Because I'm thinking about what she did take the time out to put her makeup on, her hair. Depending on where you live, I'm from Houston, bro. Humidity fucks women's hair up. So, you know, it's like you just got to go, uh, uh, I won't say above and beyond, just so that you give a shit. So it's, it's hard, it's simple. It's, to me, it's simple. But to others, it's hard because, you know, they'll use anxiety and depression. Like, a lot of these things are, like, really high up. Like, I don't understand the saying of disrespecting somebody and then saying respectfully. I don't get that word. You can't tell somebody, hey, respectfully, fuck you. What? Like, <laughs> That's a contradictive statement. Exactly. So it's like, oh, they hit you with the no disrespect. Oh, okay, you about to cross the line. That's that's literally what it is. So it's like, come on, man. What are we doing? I don't have no interest in arguing with nobody. I don't have no interest in having no beef. I just want to get money and have fun and travel. And that's exactly what the fuck I'm doing. Getting to the back and traveling and having fun while doing it. My kids are having an amazing life. You know what? Their dad makes a shitload of money. So when daddy gets the call of, I want A, B, C, D, I don't have to worry about saying no. Now, do I lose out with what I do? Yes. Quality time is more important than it. But they get it because they've been in the field with me for years now. So they get it. You know, I know they get it because my bank account gets it. Because then it's, Dad's out there making money, so give me, give me, give me, give me. All right, cool. But then there's stipulations with them, too. School, the way they take care of their little sister, making sure they spend time together. You know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's rules to it, but it's just how you handle yourself. Biggest thing in life, part of being a man, is how you handle shit. I concur. I think that a lot of parents don't take of responsibility for the you know the emotional training that most kids need because when those kids grow up and they get in a situation to where let's say they do amass a little power or get into a, a position where they got a little pull then they become gatekeepers of bullies and yeah. you know that 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 creates a vicious circle of people hating you know, people at the top or people of the same color or gender or whatever, you know what I'm saying? All that, 
all that because you was never told no or when you was told no you started kicking your feet and screaming like a damn kid when you should have resolved these issues by the time you was at least 14 you know what i'm saying don't get me wrong you know you're not really fully uh emotionally developed to you you know what i'm saying you get out your teens or whatever and then even still depending on what you've been through by the time you get into your mid-20s you still got some growth to do but as far as mentally you know what i'm saying that's an everlasting thing depending on who you are and i think that everyone needs that and without that we'll never get back to the top like you mentioned earlier well do we want to get back to the top well you can ask a, a select amount of few and they would say yes but they don't have faith in their fellow man enough to actually become that spark or take up that mantle and say, hey, I want to see us do better. I'm going to start getting people together and start pushing this agenda. And not just because I want to see things go my way. I want to see things go our way, the right way, and where it should be. Right. But the thing is, we don't. The question, we're talking about, we're talking about in general people, our culture, before I answer that. I'm talking about our culture. Our culture has no idea what it looks like to be on top. So how the fuck are we trying to get somewhere we don't even know what it looks like? There's no evidence of it. Yeah. We allow them to erase what we created. Our culture built the United States on our fucking back. Right? Mm -hmm. Even Mount Rushmore, certain things that people don't pay attention to, these statues, these be sacred lands that, you know, lack of better words, white people came in and took off. Mm -hmm. Why? Not all white people are bad, not all white people are racist. I, I am a firm believer of that, because I'm going to tell you something about me. A lot of reasons why I make a lot of money is white people, and that's no bullshit. I have, I have literally six white friends who have put me in a position to make a shitload of money. So I don't know. I can't call every white person racist. I've encountered it, but I've kind of ran into a lot of more of the good than the bad. But a lot of it has to do with your fucking environment too. You can't be mad if you go to Mississippi and then it's like, they're fucking racist. It's Mississippi. <laughs> what the fuck, dog? What you think? We in the South, bro. And that's why I tell people, people up North, Northerners don't understand Racism. I don't feel like they do. Because in the South, it's serious. they blatantly let you know down here. They don't give a fuck. Up North, it's like, I'm just going to tolerate the fact that you're here. I'm going to fuck you on the back. That's, that's, that's there it is. I'm a, up North, they will mess you over on the back end. Won't see it coming. Down South, they'll shake your hand and say, fuck you. Which one would you rather take? I put it out there on Front Street. Exactly. But I'm willing to make money with you. I don't give a fuck about you because you're black, but I'm willing to make money with you. Which one are you going to take? The guy that gave you a check for $100,000 and he was making $400,000 off? Or the guy that's blatantly fit to tell you, this is what I'm about to make off of you. It's up to you to do it. And that's the key. If somebody give you $100,000 and they made $400,000 off of you, 
That's not your business. Your job is to figure out what to do with that $100,000. That is simple, but we will complicate the hell out of it. Well, you made more money than me. Da, 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 da. Um, Probably put in more work. Probably invested more. There's a lot of things that came into this thing. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Then that's why I'm not afraid to. You know, to, to trigger back to podcasting, I am not afraid to help fellow podcasters put themselves in the position to make money. You just have to be willing to listen. It's that simple. Just listen. Don't be afraid of this. I just don't understand, you know, it goes back to me calling it, you know, what's your, what's your purpose? How we got all these podcasters and nobody's focused on product placement? They don't have an answer there, right? I did this thing with ladies later. They're my girls. Shout out to Simone and Chris. I love them to death, man. Boy, they both from New York. Them are my dogs. Literally did a see a shot, take a shot with them, right? Mm-hmm. They sold so many shot glasses. Because it's the backing of the machine. I believe in them. You know what I mean? I really do believe in Ladies Live. I want to check it out, Ladies Live podcast. Dope. I believe in them and I push the narrative of marketing is key to where now, if you really pay attention, I haven't dropped everybody. Like I haven't put out there all the places that book me because I wanted to like off air, talk to them before I do it. Cause everybody doesn't record and drop the same night. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to ever mess up what, like what you got. Like you might be recording, right? but you're not going to drop it. If you did, then it's like, all right, cool. But if it's like, no, nah, I'm not going to drop this episode to this day, then I'm not going to make a flyer for the tour until, damn, the, the tour might be over by the time people figure out that I went on fucking tour. <laughs> but when it comes out, it's going to be like, they active. But I'm really on break because I didn't already did this shit. So it, it, it's, it's one of them things like collabing is important, man. But it's almost like you got to collab and not get jealous. Yeah. Like, your content might not be what another person's content is. Yo, you know, we got... we go to, let's, let's run through a list of podcasts, right? Okay. You got Ladies Layer Podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I probably can ask 80% of the people, what the fuck is they podcast about? People who might share their shit, whatever... Do you genuinely support them? Most of the time you don't, right? So you got Ladies Lair Podcast, who these two women are authentic as hell. They themselves, you know, they talk a lot about sex. They talk about different things. They have a serious side to them also. Whereas it's things that have, they have openly came out and talked about within themselves. But did you really catch it? You know? So problematic. Another duo. Dope. J C C they not they not afraid to be themselves. Right? But mm-hmm. do you know what they 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 fear fearlessly talk about like divorce and shit like that that most women not ready to talk about. Some women get divorced and never ever speak of the shit. Just be like, it is what it is. He was sorry. Fuck it. But you didn't heal from it. Right? Boom. Cold red podcast 
it's a musical podcast. They literally go and grab individuals and promote they I'm talking about underground artists. Mm-hmm. They build they platform off of underground artists. That's dope. Because we never really look out for the little man. We always want to go for the big dog and partner with the big dog. And it's like, if we take care of those small villages down here, we might all be up here. If we do it right, what's the best way to win? Always have the money go in a circle. If I'm buying ladies' layer merchandise, make sure you're not going buying red, bro. You know, cold red merchandise, over here merchandise. Keep the money in house. That's how you elevate, right? Ringo. We need to talk podcasts. One of the dopest, realest podcasts. I don't know if you know Ringo, if you ever met him. Definitely will link you with him because it's more so like with, with the style of your podcast. Yeah. You're you're a very vocal guy though. And a lot of times, and I and this is kind of damn, that's cool segue. Conversations with Lamp, you and him have a similar style podcast okay. where it's kind of like y'all do the one-on-one interviews. But you guys genuinely have something I don't think y'all realize y'all have. To sit and have and be cordial and get things out of people one-on-one. I love to be around people like that. You know why? They got a lot to say. You know why? Because they have a lot of questions. So you think that they asking all these questions, they don't got nothing to say? Yeah. Think about it. So my thing with this, this go-round is I wanted to make sure I link with people that I felt like I should have been like, I felt like me and you should have been there one. I just, it was just a lot. I decided to commit to something that I, you know, it didn't work out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now you deal with that. And it's, it, 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 it gets to a point where it's like, I don't give a shit. I'm just trying to put money in everybody else's pocket. If I can figure that out. That's it. You got, we need to talk. You got unprofessional opinion. Uh, you got Eric with a C podcast. You got Ladies Layer again. You got So Problematic. You got uh, Frocast, which I, uh, you know, I record them to. Uh, Color Curve podcast. Got them. And it's like branching out. Like, I need our culture to understand hey, go collab with these Hispanic podcasters and these white podcasters and the Asian. Why are we? I get it, black-owned support, but black-owned ain't black-owned support ain't gonna always pay your fucking bills either. Yeah, yeah you hear what I'm right. saying? And so, what are we doing, bro? Like, it's just this this go round. I just wanted it to get to a point where it's like, once I connect with that podcast, hey, I'm not saying you gotta follow me. I'm just saying, help me, help you, so we can help each other get here. Because we all want to make money from this at some point. But we ain't going to make no money together if we don't work together. Genuinely, though. Mm-hmm. Genuinely work with each other. Not go on somebody's shit to get your views or whatever. Like, no. Genuinely come into the game. And let's, let's go. Oh, also, shout out to Nikki with a purpose, man. That's the homie. I share her shit all the time. She'd be on my lives like rapping. Mm-hmm. But she's a spiritual, godly rapper. Don't cuss. Always promoting God. Love it about her. Me and her got a dope relationship. You know, she inspired me when she does what she does. So if y'all don't check those freestyles out, go to Nikki G with a purpose. Definitely. Love it.
she freestyles, she rap like that. Yeah, uh, Frocrast is one of those people that's been doing it for a minute. I uh, I caught I caught you uh, talking about them on a live a while ago. And I mean, everyone you name, um, Liquor Talk Podcast. Uh, yeah, that's a fact. Line. I picked in there, man. My bad. I, I I forgot about them, and I'm I'm working on something with them too. They dope. You know, and people don't know that. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, but Liquor Talk is is there's three of them, mm-hmm. but Victor is like the face of it. But it's three of them. So definitely, definitely, if you get a chance when they come back recording, man. Definitely Malagi in with that man. Victor comes with the topics. Make sure you bring a drink because you're gonna need it. <laughs> it's called Liquor Talk for a reason, man. I'd have been on there twice and I'd have talking to them and I'd be like, hold on, let me go get a drink. Cause these questions y'all got going. That's dope, dope. I forgot about them. Um and Tio, Tio Tripping Over Love podcast. She's still fairly new, man. Yeah. But I please check her shit out. Like her definitely genuine, man. Uh, she's just just getting out there, but that's that's like the little sister, man. So I'm definitely going to help her get where she going. That's another stop in the process of well, you know, what's your purpose tool? So yeah, I, I don't think that people ever realize that you know, listening to someone's podcast and like you know, in your headphones or whatever when you at work, not only helps with the algorithm, but it also gives you a different perspective on you know, a way to do things and just general conversations. It's all types of information that you pick up from just people talking about certain subjects because they, it can be a discussion about mental health, but they might give you a a, a breakdown on how to get you like a, a loan loan or a grant that can fit right up your alley and it's not going to yeah. cost you anything. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I that's what I do. I follow everyone that I follow. Um, you know, on social media, even on Apple or Spotify or whatever, and I put them on the shuffle in the playlist. And I let it, you know what I'm saying? I let it rock out, you know? And every little thing counts, you know what I'm saying? So, and another thing um, that I think that a lot of people don't realize is that they can become complacent and it's like, it's a, it's a subconscious thing because a lot of people don't want to sit there and binge listen or binge watch another person's show because subconsciously you'll start pick up things and you'll mimic the next person so they kind of stay away from that even though your platform can be you know what i'm saying uh different mm-hmm. so a lot of people don't want to you know uh i don't want to say uh cheat themselves or or you know what i'm saying become that person because but this, you're in a creative space what you think gonna happen? Yeah. You you're in a creative space. I want to collab with people that inspire me. Why wouldn't I? This is a creative space. That's okay. I'll give you the best example that I can give anybody. I say this shit all the time. You don't ever see the other bread company that sell their bread for 99 cents get mad at Wonder Bread. Mm-hmm. So it's podcasters. We're going to learn from each other. Just learn the right shit from each other. I'm not saying blatantly go steal a whole fucking concept from somebody and then put it as your own. Don't do that. Because, and if you do, at least give credit to where you got it from. Which I make sure I do all the time. I like, you know, 
Damn, I forgot about them. They just came out here. Kulak Corner, too, man. Love those guys. Based out in Kansas, if I'm not mistaken. You know, them two guys are dope. And they young, too. Yeah. And they and they figured it out. They just have fun with it. I, I definitely want to see that. I can't make this up. Being the wing man got me punched in the face by this crazy chick. I can't make this up. Gave this cool old man to ride home. Now I'm harboring the fugitive. I can't make this up. Pin between the fat chick and the speaker. Now my shirt smell like her backside. I can't make this up. It's all bad because my man about to get stabbed in his hand over french fries. Bad. And I'ma let the land over legend do the rest. I'm out.